The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life. But boy, right now I think I can use one of these. Clap on. Clap off. Anyway, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, we hope, before this introduction is over. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we're just listeners and we're just like casual attenders and just like, oh, it's a nice add-on for our American life. Or we can be doers, like Jesus said to be, and build our house upon a rock. That's a good idea. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Come Monday, there'll be an exact reason why. It has pennies attached to it. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. How do you go through that process? How do you handle when things aren't all fantastic? How do you handle it when it's not Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Bible study group? How do you handle it when things are difficult? How do you handle it when you open up the mailbox and you go, yeah, I don't want to see that? How do you handle that? That's what we're talking about. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. That's that's not good. You just got to give us a call, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, you talk to Captain Chris, and you know you're sailing in the right direction. Now, you might have a prayer request, a praise report. You might have something that's just in your heart you just kind of want to share and kind of like, eh, just trying to get the feedback. The idea behind the show is not that we are against any other styles of shows, so let's not think along those lines. What we're talking about is encouraging one another as we see the day getting closer, and we know the Lord's return is more and more imminent. It's certainly closer today than it was yesterday. And so in that line, in that process of thought, let's do a few things to encourage. We want you to be involved with other shows and share those opinions that you get maybe a little frustrated in. Some of the things you see, we get it. We're we're there for you. But on this show, what we want to do is lift you up and help you draw closer into the Lord. The best answer for everything in life, no matter what it is, is more of God. 
And that's the premise by which we operate. So again, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in, and that is 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can even send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. That's david at hemusincrease.org. And I am going to send you to the website before we take the caller because I got to pay the bill on Monday. <laughs> I think I've made that pretty clear at this point. Anyhow, please, uh, place to give, place to receive, place to enjoy. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Now, as our devoted listeners are often apt to do, we have not had a chance yet to really say much, but somebody wants to say something, and we want them to have that opportunity, so go ahead and ring it through. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, how are you? This is Ali Kushan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Um, very well. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, you know, this might just be a silly thing of mine that, um, you know, I, I've been thinking about for a long time, but... I don't know if I'm alone when I when I say this, but I'm always paranoid that the devil's little minions are listening in to my prayers when I pray out loud. So I always find myself praying more in my head in silence because I don't want the devil and his structure of his government to know what's going on. Is that a silly little thing, or how, do you know anything about yep, that? What yep, can you tell uh, me? That, that, actually, first of all, uh, it, it's uh, now this is a joke, so I'm going to answer you, but this first part's a joke. There's no silly sure. silly questions, just silly people. Okay, no, no, I'm kidding. All right, so here's <laughs> just trying to get that little levity going. So here's the deal. The deal is is that the enemy does know when you're praying. He, he There's a couple things in play, okay, and I want to kind of hit them all. So you've really actually given us a, a tremendously good— uh, topic to go into. When awesome. you when you pray, the only thing that can stop your prayers from reaching heaven, the, the spiritual warfare that takes place in the heavenly realms is beyond your scopes, not something like when Daniel was saying, uh, when Michael had said to him, we were coming in response and, and, and we had warfare and da-da-da. That's beyond you. That's beyond me. That's that's a heavenly battle war that's, that's beyond us. What The only thing that can stop you from praying is being distracted from prayer, Prayer cannot be stopped. Now, can it be heard? I don't think I don't think it's inappropriate to think that that does take place, but I don't think there should be a fear connected to that. And so I'm going to make a couple of quick comments that will really lay it down. There's some people that think, well, gosh, if you speak in tongues, the devil can't understand that, so he can't he can't stop that prayer. That is, there's nothing in Scripture that says anything like that whatsoever. But what it does say is that if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And what it what that does mean is that there's no person that's ever called upon the Lord, no person that's ever sought the Lord that that has had permission from Satan to stuff that prayer so it can't get to God. That's never happened. The only thing that stops prayer from happening is distraction, where we don't pray. That's that's the method that the enemy uses. Does he listen or can he listen? Yeah, but he can't stop any of that prayer. Do other people listen, like <laughs> listening devices or whatever? Don't know. Probably so. <laughs> that would be my that would be my answer <laughs> to you, most honestly. But I don't care. And by that, I mean, look, I'm praying to God. And uh, by the way, for people who are like, oh no, Satan can interfere with your prayer. If Satan can interfere with prayer, the one prayer he would not let people pray is, Jesus, save me. 
Okay, so I mean, that's the whole idea. nobody can stop salvation. It's just not part of that process. But the enemy does try and creep in fears, creep in distractions, creep in thoughts. And one of the things I've noticed after 43 years of being a Christian and praying a lot is sometimes when I'm praying, I find spiritual warfare right then and there while I'm praying. In other words, I, sure. I, I mean, there's like a distractionary thing going on right at the moment. And I, I absolutely, without even reservation, without even being hesitant about it, I absolutely say, Lord, I want to just submit all my thoughts to you. Just want to resist the enemy, get refocused. I mean, I just reset it before the Lord. The Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. That, I take that to be the truth. I think it's in the book. I mean, it's good. It's like, well, let's use that. And so then what I do is I do a reset. And if it happens again, I reset again. And if it happens again, I get more kind of bulldogish, and I just say, I'm going to keep doing this until I get through. <laughs> and it's almost like an attitude of persistence. So can the devil hear some of it? Eh, probably. Can he stop it? No. Can he Can he thwart it? No. Do other people hear? I don't know. It depends on whether you got, I guess, Alexa or Google <laughs> I mean, I don't trust any of those people. Not that, that we don't use them. I just don't believe that they're all up and up. So the the reality check is don't let Satan stop you from praying, even though he's trying to distract you while you're praying, because he's not going to stop your faith reaching to the throne of God ever. That's for Amen sure. Amen to that. Okay. I think, you know, I think he's studied us Christians for long enough to know that he's already got enough to go on and attack us with already. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But these I, are just little silly things that I've always been curious about. You know, I think really on the deep things of God and whatnot. So I just wanted to get another opinion. Sure, on that. sure. And I think I don't think it's altogether bizarre that you would ask that because most people find a distractionary element when you're praying. I mean, most people realize, oh, I got to realign. Well, I got to realign. And it's the thing is, it's okay to realign. That's okay. You're not weird. It's not weird in Christianity. Uh, just because there's uh, great preachers and teachers doesn't mean they don't do the exact same thing. Just realign it and say, you know what, Lord, okay, a lot of distraction going on here. I just want to get more focused. Could use a little help right now. Help me just to think. And then sometimes what I do to help me refocus is I go right into a praise. I just say, look, I really do appreciate everything you're doing. And that helps me kind of break any cycle of distractionary thought. That's what I use as kind of a tactic. If that makes sense. Well, that's awesome, and yeah. I'm glad that you that you said that because I think it brings a little bit of comfort for other people to know that they're not the only ones struggling with that. Because the devil has a way of making us feel so isolated that it's just you. So when you say a lot of people, even the most you know mature pastors, have the same problem, it's a, it's a great yep. reassurance. So thank you. Yep, yep, you're right in there. And and the good news is that he wants to bother you. That's a good thing because that means you're doing something right. <laughs> right? Amen to that, brother. Well, hey, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, and You're I'm welcome. sure I'll call in some other time. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Great first question. I love questions like that, and then you can always ask me. Now, here's something that we have this rule, and we use this pretty pretty hard and fast. You don't have to agree with everything I say. You can go, oh, well, I like that part of it. I'm going to tell you. We want you to use whatever you can use to draw closer to the Lord, because for some people, and this is just true— they like singing hymns. Hymns is what does it for them. Fantastic. What's wrong with that? Nothing. And then other people like the really heavier, you know, kind of like, you know, upbeat praise. Noelle's much more of an upbeat praise. Like she likes the, you know, da, 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 da. and I like the face-to-face worship. And it's just like, yeah, that's us. That's how we are. That's how we're all designed that little bit different. But we're all going through this together, drawing closer together, 
fighting the fight together, staying away from the world together, and not letting our flesh beat us up together. That's a, that's a good way to go about it. All right, we'll take our break, come back, and then we've just got so much stuff to do. It's uh, fun. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6, 7. Allow men of God moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to men of God moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from from authors and from actors and musicians. We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing Fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just we got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, Good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers here Absolutely. in the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? And she said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Amazing grace. How sweet Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't forget, though, KAAM is our station. That's right. That's right. 
do our first trivia question. Then I'll give you some updates on some other things. Here is our first trivia question. Which of David's sons rebelled against him? Which of David's sons, King David, or I could just name my kids. No. Which of King David's sons <laughs> rebelled against him? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. Kirk, not waiting. One second. Bam. Done. Bam. Uh, you can also text it in 214-210-8483. Then, you know, as you know, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We are going to do our DNA because we didn't do it yesterday, I don't think. I don't remember. I don't think we did it. So DNA, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means daily spending time with God, which means not weekly, not uh, twice a week, not twice a year. It's not Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. It's not Easter and uh, Christmas. It's daily with the Lord. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, ever. Never, ever be ashamed of Jesus' words. Even if you read Second Peter chapter three, and he even tells you, you know, some things these are these are like this is like deep stuff. But even though that is the case, and you don't understand every single nuance, you don't be ashamed of Jesus' words. He knows what he's talking about. It's the world that lives in the lie. And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve, which means you are sensitive to God. Having uh, that love for with him, for him, with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, with all your heart, all your feelings, all your soul, all your inner being, all your strength, all your physical strength, and all your mind, your brain, everything that's going on in your head, and to love your neighbors, you love yourself, and that means you're sensitive to other people's universes, which is exactly what you want in life. As you go through the day, you want other people to care about you. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Be a conduit between the grace and the mercy and the love of God to other people. That's our D. N-A. All right, once again, the trivia question is, which of David's sons rebelled against him? That's the question. You are welcome to, like I said, reach out to us at 972-445-0770. You get to talk to Captain Chris, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, I want to pull this up from Hebrews. Chapter, uh, chapter, chapter, chapter two. I have to think about what chapter I'm in. Isn't that sad? Uh, chapter two, and this is actually we're in chapter three. That tells you how good I'm doing. Way to go, Dave. This is a two, and this is a three. Hmm, I did not know that. Uh, all right, so, uh, chapter three, and we'll back it up to the very beginning. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. No, that's not an individual confession. That's the confession of the faith. He, uh, he was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was in all God's household faithful. For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. Ooh, there's a there's a great statement right there. Just as the builder has more honor in the house, and then verse four, not now every house is built by someone, but everyone 
but but the one who has built everything is God. So it's kind of like a summation statement there. So I want to back this up because yesterday we were talking about Moses, and that's funny because that was in the text in Acts, making reference to Moses talking about a prophet that was going to visit that came out of Deuteronomy 18, referring to Jesus. And now here in Hebrews, so you have in the God in in the book of Acts this discussion about Moses, and you have in Hebrew this discussion about Moses, and Hebrew uh, does probably 25 identification elements where. Is all these different Gospels always refer back to the law, always refer back to Moses. And the deal is, if you're trying to figure it out, is that Mo, okay, Mo is a big player in the kingdom of God. I think you, you and I tend to misunderstand, and I know there's a little bit more, not a lot, but a little bit more, that Moses is the guy if you're Jewish and you don't believe in Jesus. Okay? It's just that's the way I say it. Abraham's a great guy, but Mo is the guy. Mo, it's all it's all about Mo. You don't know Mo, you don't know. It's like it's all kind of geared around there. And what the author of Hebrews, remember, we don't actually know who the author is. People have their speculation, and that's fun, but that's not the important part. The important part is what the author is trying to say is, look, Moses, he's great. He's Now, remember, he's writing to the Hebrews, right? That's why it's titled Hebrews. Okay, so, so he's writing to the Hebrew people. And he's like, hey, Mo is great. Mo's fantastic. Mo is wonderful. Mo is faithful in all the house. Wow, way to go, Mo. That's so good. But Mo is not where Jesus is. And then he makes this distinction, which you and I need to make, because every time you talk to somebody about faith, you think, oh, wait, Jesus, he's our guy. You know? Like, well, you guys have Muhammad, and you have Buddha, and uh, and the Jewish people have Mo, and uh, and we have Jesus. It's like, eh, wrong answer. Only Jesus is God. Jesus is the only one who said, I am God, and then there was no question about it. This isn't, I'm a really good teacher, because if he was a really good teacher, he a good moral teacher, he taught he was God. So he's either a liar or a moral, or, or they're telling the truth. Pick. I don't care. Just pick one. You can't just go on both sides. And so he just says, look, it's really good that Mo was good as he was. He was fantastic. But the builder has more honor than the building. And what God considers all of us in one picture statement is part of the building. But we ain't the builder. (laughs) And to say that any nicer, I may be a brick. Oftentimes, I I feel maybe something else in the framework of the house, maybe having to do with plumbing. I don't know. But here's what I know. Every one of us on the planet, from beginning, Adam, all the way to the last person until we're done, part of the building. But Jesus is the builder. Now, you have to understand that difference. My dad, for a living, was a builder. Nah, apartment complexes, the family built hospitals, they built I mean this is big stuff, right? All of that's fantastic, except without them and without their money and without all the people they employed, which was thousands, no building. <laughs> See, the builder has to build. Well, Jesus is the builder. And that's why you have to make this differential that 
he is the one who's putting all of this together. Now, you already know things like, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that take it on. That's Psalm 127, verse 1. We already know these things, and what the, the author in Hebrews is doing is saying, look, it's great that you think Jesus is great, but let's just step this up where it needs to be stepped up. And then, as you'll know, in chapter 7, 8, and 9, he talks about the old covenants uh, obsolete, the new covenants, what's in play. See, the old covenant is, get this, old. (laughs) The new covenant is, wait, get this, new. Okay, old, new. Remember what Jesus said? Uh, There's new, but some people like the old better. I mean, that's just how that rolls. That's how people are sometimes. But that doesn't change the fact that the old is old and the new is new, and we operate in the new, and that's based on the blood of Jesus and not based on us just doing good, because us doing good never worked out very good, is the whole principle. The new covenant, established by God, confirmed on the human side, but by Jesus, never fails. Whereas the old covenant, on on the side, on the agree with Israel, and the people that were, were hungry for God, kept failing and failing and failing, could not reach the point where it needed to reach. So God said, well, we'll make a new covenant, only I'll cover both sides, <laughs> because you guys apparently can't cover half of your side, so we'll just take care of it all. That's what Jesus did. Not just a spearhead in the faith, which is exactly what the world would say if you took a world religion course, and I've taken one in the last five years, so don't you don't have to tell me whether they do that or not. Yes, they do. And and Jesus is the head of this group, and Moses the head of this group, and Muhammad's the head of this group, and it's like, eh, 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 eh. Jesus isn't the head of the group. Jesus is God. And if you have a hard time saying that, you have your own separate issue with understanding the deity of Christ and his need to be both human and divine. And you don't understand the connection because the only way to be a mediator between God and men is to be both God and men. You can't just take one side, okay? That's the biggest key in that process. And in that, the the author is saying, look, this is Jesus. Mo is fantastic. And by the way, I, I love Mo. I think he's great. I mean, I think he did really well. He didn't smack that rock until right towards the end. I'd have thrown my staff at those people so fast. Are you kidding? But Jesus wasn't part of the building. He was the builder. And that counts for you and for me. He's far superior. Listen to what he says. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was in all of God's household. For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. Okay, got it. There's one superstar in heaven. It is Jesus Christ. And no flesh, no flesh will glory before his presence. That we get up every day and we have a day is good enough for us to say thank you and have the right attitude throughout. All right, trivia. (laughs) Got Chris waving his hand right at the same time. Good job, buddy. Uh, Which of David's son rebelled against him? That would be Absalom rebelled against him, 2 Samuel chapter 15. There's always one kid, isn't there? All righty. 
We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Because if there is no resurrection, there is no eternal being. Do you understand? It's not like we all do an osmosis and become part of some gaseous cloud that hangs around Jupiter, and that's how we get one with the universe. That's rubbish. Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, and three days later was raised from the dead. And every single book in the New Testament testifies to that fact. The David Spoon Experience. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies, and is involved in a PhD program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks. A lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. <laughs> 